This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. They tie the band together. Without them, there would be no low end. Yet somehow these talented souls find themselves forgotten. Are you a bass player in a death metal band? If so, we can help. If you're a bass player that's not a female or in a progressive rock band, nobody cares about you. Nobody except your mom and us. We here at the Bass Player Institute for more recognition will help you go from being in the back of the album photo to somewhere off to the side. We specialize in teaching bassists how to cockblock your lead singer from a wide assortment of backstage groupies. Hey, he's got herpes, you know, but not me. I come Valtrex. Guides you can use to make the perfect bass face and how to make the best cup of coffee for your bandmates. Here are some testimonials from some of our most satisfied customers. Hey, my name is Leo, and I play bass for Foreskin Breath. Anyways, after our show, I got this chick pregnant, and she actually kept the baby. I felt like the guitar player. Thanks, BPI. What's up, guys? It's Ben from Cun Eraser. Since I joined BPI, several audience members have shouted, Hey, Ben, you're blocking the drummer. They knew my name, dude. And so will others. You ready to stand out? Sort of. The Bass Player Institute for more recognition, because four strings matter. This is the Metal Sucks Podcast, with your host, Brandon Hahn and Petter Spike. All right, yay. What's going on, guys? Metal Sucks back again. I'm your host, Brandon Hahn, and I'm always joined by my other host. Petra Spike. Or, or the other host. Would you fucking I, stop? <laughs> Keep going. I always pretend like I own you. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Exactly. Sorry, I like Pete's going to get a, a couple minutes in the hole if he doesn't <clears throat> obey. Now, here's the thing, you guys. We're going to be talking with Carl Willits from uh, Bolt Thrower and Memoriam. The new ba- his new uh, band, Memoriam. Uh, his record is coming out uh, March 24th, which is going to be this upcoming Friday. It is called For the Fallen. So, uh, yeah, good interview. Good time, man. He was a nice guy. He was a splendid gentleman. Yes, dude. Yes, definitely. So, uh, and, and as always, we're going to jump right into some of the Metal Sucks news before we get to that interview, guys. First thing that was revealed this week that was kind of an uh, uh, interesting story to us was that James Hetfield did reveal that Escape was a late addition to Ride the Lightning, and he never really wanted that song on the record. Now, we've lived with Ride the Lightning for like 30 years, right? So to like delete a song at this point is kind of... Uh, Kind of interesting, but when you do sit back and listen wait, to wait, it, is he? What, what are you? Are they going to re-release it without that song on there? No, no, he's oh. not going to do that. He's just saying, like, if he had to do something over back in the day with Red Lightning, they'd get rid of Escape. Now, um, would they replace it with something? No, he didn't say anything like that. Okay. I think he would just. I, th- I think what he was saying in the article is that he presented the album without that song. They had to go back in the studio. They recorded it real quick, and he never was found of it. Uh, the, the fond of it. The first time they played it live was in like 2012 at the Orion Festival. And he said, like, a snide comment, like, all right, yeah, this is a song that we never won or something like that. I forgot the exact comment. So I personally, that is, I mean, the worst song on Ride the Lightning, probably for sure, you know. But it's a different sounding Metallica song that I think that song would fit on, like, Load or Reload. I mean, I think that's like a later version Metallica song. Well, that might have been their very first time. They, they realize they can put that that that, that very first attempt for you know trying to sound like that. No, I think that they rushed a song, yeah. and that's what a rush song sounded like. You know, back in the day in the in the Cliff Burton days, and then they just figured, hey, we can put these out quickly. You know, and that's probably what they did with like Hardwired and stuff. So mm-hmm. they they probably mastered some sort of 
quick putting out song thing. I don't know. But, um, you know, I, I mean, I wouldn't delete the song. It's not a bad song by any means, you know. Well, I mean, if another band did it, it would be Hatebreed great. covered it. Yeah. They covered it on their... If, uh, another band, if another band wrote that song, it would be one of the best songs that they could write. You know what I'm saying? I don't think so. Just not Metallica, though. I don't think... I mean, I, I think it would be like a, you know, a mid-level song. I mean, for any band. You know, all right, but that's what I'm saying. So, but when it's level, when it's circled with all the songs off Ride the Lightning, it, it it's noticeably oh, it sticks out. Yeah, it yeah, stands out because stands the, out. the the rest of the album is so amazing, and then that one's on there, and you're like, all right, whatever. How do you feel about like uh, when when people go back and kind of like uh, critique their works and say, hey, I wasn't fond of this? Yeah, well, are you a fan of that, or is it like just let it go? I just let it go. Uh, I'm already of that way too. You already put it out there. Yeah, there's no. You could sit there if somebody was just kind of like, "Hey, what's your least favorite song?" I mean, first off, that's a stupid question. It is, you know. Yeah, and so, we asked that question to Carl Willits from. Bo- I'm just yeah, kidding. <laughs> Cut it up, shameless plug. No, but it's like, uh, I don't know. I just think that's a dumb question. Like, hey, what's your least favorite song? It's like no, every song that you make should be. It's a catalyst of something. Yeah, it's 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 like you've got something out of it. Like I said, when I hear Escape now, I can look and say, like, I can see how future Metallica. Did this right? You know, that's what I'm saying. I, I that that song they... was like their very first attempt at looking into the future because, you know, after Ride the Lightning, Master of Puppets came out, yeah. and that was like a masterpiece. Not not, not like a masterpiece. Okay, it's a masterpiece. Okay, thank you. No problem, dude. Thank you so much. Just for, saying for being a just cunt. get your Valley Girl shit out of the show. Thank you for being a cunt. <laughs> get your Golden Girl shit <laughs> out of the show. <laughs> get your Rue McClanahan ass out of here. But. Uh, <laughs> But, you know, but I'm just saying, like, that was their very first attempt at that later sound, you know? I mean, I, looking funny. back, I, I say that. Looking back, I mean, I never put that together until I read this article I'm and listened saying, to though, Escape again. When Metallica, you, you said that that song should be on Load or Reload. I think it could fit in And it's funny there. because that's the one song he didn't like on Ride the Lightning. And then, I bet because if could, everybody, but then after, after those, the, the first, like, four records, no, not four, three, after, uh, you know, Cliff, Cliff yeah. ride, wait, ride the Lightning, Master of Puppets, then... And Justice for All, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's like they, the, all, all those albums, they, they, they all kind of had like the same sound. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. you know, the, a little bit longer song. You know, you had some melody and then they would throw in some hard and then they'd throw in some thrash. It was great. And then it went to Load and Reload. No, then it was the Black Album, which yeah. is totally commercial. Yeah. And actually, I think that's where Escape would be is more of the Black Album. I think you're album. right. I think you're right. I think you're, I'm with you. Because I wonder if someone asked James Hetfield, they're like, hey, what, what song would you take off of uh, Load and Reload? I bet he comes back with like, I would just keep bleeding me and get rid of all the other ones. <laughs> no, <laughs> he, would, he would delete all the songs except again, for maybe the Outlaw Torn will stick her out there. And, right? I, and I made this point earlier. It's yeah. like when you look at... When, when Metallica with Load and Reload, like those weren't bad records. It's just that they weren't Metallica. You know, they. I agree with you. You know what I mean? I, I agree with like, you. I don't like Load and Reload because they weren't Metallica and they're Metallica records, but uh, you're right. If, if uh, some grunge band put them out or some alternative metal band yeah. put them out, yes, I think I would. Uh, you would think that band was that good. Yeah, 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 no doubt, no doubt. You would definitely own that. You know, I, I did feel, I remember like when I first got it, I, I don't know why, but I really, I, I got it like the same time around, I got a Wiseblood, and I felt like it sounded like a Corrosion and Conformity record. I felt like there was a huge influence well, there was, it was, from COC to Load, and I'm like, wait a second, why would I even correlate these well, two? Well, because you know? I, I, think I, I think I see the correlation, that's only because it just sounded very bluesy, yes. you know, to me, yeah. and it's like Corrosion, COC definitely... Oh, they're the that, best. They have, but yeah, they have that feel to them, though. They got that blues feel to them, and Load and Reload were totally like. Yeah, there was a little bit just, of that. It was just more. It was just more blues influence than straight metal, like in the previous record. Yeah, for sure. So, next story, guys. Um, 
Uh, interesting one uh, for, for us over here. Uh, Marduk, you know, we talked about a few weeks ago how their show was taken out. Uh, a contest in Oakland, and there was people that said they were Nazi sympathizers, so they canceled the show, worried about stuff. So the guitarist did respond, uh, you know, pretty pretty good, pretty good response. And then uh, what people are talking about is that he used the word retarded, um, and uh, a lot of people felt that it was a little bit inappropriate. But um, you know, I, I don't know. I think that uh, here's the thing: I always say, like, I think that first off, you know, they're from Sweden; it's a second language to him, right? So the way he uses the word retarded is probably how he was taught the word is properly used because retarded right. is a, a word in our dictionary. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't think it's a word, you know, that's... Dude, society is what made that word so awful, so terrible. Yeah. It's, you know? Yeah. So, and, and uh, the one thing is, I mean, I can read like the last statement. He said, the world is uh, really filled with retards, so shit will always happen. Every circus has its clown, so whatever. Meaning, very, you know, he's blowing it off. He's like, dude, I don't care. They canceled our show. It's not a big deal, you know. Um, well, especially if it's over a, a complete misconception, you know. It, it, context with, see, that's the thing with words. You know, when you use it uh, in certain contexts, like when, the way he says it right there, I mean, why would you have any issues with that? Well, my thing is, though, is if you see a bunch of mentally challenged people. Or, yeah, of you know, course. Or, you know, and you're context, just like, and, yeah, yeah and, and you're the first thing that pops in, look at these fucking retards. Like, goddamn, that's bad. You said it like, really? You should, I, didn't, but, I didn't know you were going to go full-blown there. But I'm just saying, though, like, if they <laughs> I know said what you mean. it, I know what you know, mean, if yeah. they said it like that, but if it's like, you know, like you and I. Like like slang words, you know, from a guy that, like I said, English isn't his first language. It, that's okay. You know? Right. I mean, it's, it's okay to me. I understand what he's saying. And truthfully. Look, man, I don't think anyone should take it that fucking personal. I'm sorry. Nah. Fucking move on. There are more important things that you have to worry about. Instead of somebody saying, oh, retarded. And it's like, and I brought this up before. Yeah. You know, it's just a word. I'm not going to sit there. I, I, I'm, I'm going to, I don't, it's not something that I use all the time. I used to. I used to. Oh, it was part of our vocabulary. Yeah, it was yeah, part yeah, of our I vocabulary. Mean, but you know what, though? You, I, you grow out of, uh, you grow you know, out of it. You, slang. Right, right. Yeah. You, you find something else to replace it with, you know? Yep. Like cunt. Cunt. Yeah, yes. there you go. Right. So that's what I'm saying. If you would, and the funny thing is, though, is if, uh, you would you wouldn't have been able to say on television back in the day, like, uh, oh, that guy's retarded. No one cares. Yeah. But like, you could never say cunt on television. And if you would have said the world is full of cunts, no one would have cared. No, no, no. No one would have cared. It's just because it's that word. Exactly. And it's stupid. No, no I'm with you, dude. I, I think that the, uh, you shouldn't even shine a light on that. The fact of the matter is he did actually like the rest of his response was very like, just hey, it's cool. We'll go back there. We'll make it happen. Few people messed up our thing because this is what we're about and yada, yada. And he's right. You know, well, I mean, it's just like when, uh, like, for example, like our president with Trump, it's like the one thing everyone's like, oh yeah, it's, it's just stupid because just because white supremacists like you or they, you know, I mean, and they like your music doesn't mean that you're a white supremacist. Same thing with Trump where it's like, oh, oh, the, the Ku Klux Klan endorses them. And I'm like, yeah. And they've endorsed other candidates as well. You know, it doesn't, if the, if the Ku Klux Klan, if it, you're associated, you're not labeled. That's, that's what, what you're I'm saying. saying. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I mean, that'd be, that'd be the same, the same mentality is like, oh, well, I love pizza. Well, the Ku Klux Klan loves pizza. Well, I don't love pizza anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, but that's the problem is that if we are, if there's any association that can be tied, you are labeled. These horrible, these horrible like things like racism. But that's how you know, stupid it yeah, is. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, no, I, I, dude, I 100% agree with you on yeah. that. And that's how stupid it is that him not, you know, 
being able to say whatever he wants to say to explain the situation because we all know what he means and the context behind it. Right. You know, he's not out there hurting nobody's feelings. Right, yeah. And he's in Marduk. I mean, come on. Yeah, he's not over here saying like, hey, if they got too he's many... He's far y- from PC. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not like he's out there going like, hey, if you have too many Y chromosomes, you need to be burned. Like, he's not saying... No, he didn't say that. Yeah. But you just did. I No. You said it as him. Yeah, thank you. No. <laughs> thank you for clarifying. <laughs> Moving on to God someone damn. who might have too many Y chromosomes. Oh, but you no, are a cunt. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. So uh, the best live vocalist of the band uh, Mastodon, Brent Hines, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't feel Judas Priest are a metal band. Now, I actually understand why he's saying that. I do. But I also think he's very wrong. To say that, let's 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 discuss this. Judas Priest is a metal band. Judas Priest through and through. Yes. They, if it wasn't for Judas Priest, we wouldn't have metal. They are one of those bands. Yeah, I know. They're 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 they're, they're, they're at the bedrock of metal. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, they are at the very they're one of the foundational metal bands. Now, granted, when you compare metal now, super technical, super on top of things. Those guys had three guitar players, and seriously, like when I just started playing guitar, and within the first year, mm-hmm. I knew how to play "Breaking the Law." You yeah. know, and it's and it's not that. It's not, it's not as, uh, 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 what's the word, I mean, uh, you know, um, um, retarded. <laughs> I definitely sounded like that when I was trying to find the word. Sorry. But I'm just saying, though, there's, Context. A, lot, there's a lot more talent that, that is in metal now than it was, you know, in the late 70s when Judas Priest came out. So you have to call them metal. Same thing with, with uh, Black Sabbath. Like, do you just, do you put black Sabbath, are they doom metal? Are they black metal? Well, that's what you know ended what up mean? happening is that it's the just, subgenres came in, but I yeah. think there's an overall understanding of metal and hard rock are, 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 are tied a lot. And um, Judas Priest, I mean, they call themselves metal. You know, the metal god is Rob Halford. Like, they are almost one of those. They're one of the, they're one of the first bands that probably r- took that label and ran with it. And, and that's what I mean. You so, know what I mean? But in, in Brent Hines' defense, he probably means like, hey, metal is Marduk or, you know, at this stage in, in, in the world, metal is like, you know, the behemoths right. of the world, like the really extreme stuff. That's what he feels metal hear, is. Yeah. If you yeah. hear Judas Priest now it sounds for the like very first time. kind of hard rock. It's hard like rock. Like Kiss. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hear, in that time. If you yeah. hear Judas Priest right now in 2017 for the very first time, you're not going to say metal. You're going to say. Gonna say breaking the Law does not feel metal. Breaking the Law, but... But you. But the thing is, is they are definitely metal when 100%. you consider the history of Judas Priest. Yeah, not this, not to, not in today's world. But if you look at the history, Judas Priest is responsible for all those bands that you mentioned. Yeah, hundred percent. So I think that um, I you, you all, and that's the thing with someone like Brent Hines when when you listen to him in interviews and stuff like that, like he makes sense. He just says it the way he thinks it even though it's not necessarily right. right. But it's like, it's like, oh, I see where he's coming from. He, it's, there's always an I see where it's coming well, from. Well, he from does him. have a tattoo on his forehead. Yeah. So yeah, you, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know the guy shoots from the hip is all I'm saying. <laughs> you know, that's, <laughs> it's not a lot of... So <laughs> what you're doing, you're generalizing guys with tattoos on their faces as dudes that shoot from the hip. Yeah. You know what? You live in the moment. Uh, just, yeah, you know what? I'm with you. Let it loose. I'm with you. Let it loose. Let her rip. <laughs> so, so the next story that I found uh, rather interesting, as a huge Morbid Angel fan, you are as well. Their last record was what it was. We don't need to talk about it. But Steve Tucker, Tucker is now returning as the vocalist as David Vincent went out. And uh, he swears the new record will be death metal. And I wanted, I mean, how sad is that as if a death metal band has to promise people that we're making a death metal record. That means you fucked up way bad. <laughs> it, it, here's the thing. That but means- here's the thing. Steve Tucker didn't fuck up. It was David Vincent in the band then. But he's like, he's like, no, no, I'm telling you guys that it's going to be a death metal, even though we are a death metal 
pioneer. Right. right? Yeah. Right. Well, I, I think what it is is it's like, uh, you know, you, you, these guys try to go out their comfort zone. They try and show a little bit of evolution. And I'm sorry, dude, when it comes to, when it comes to music genres, metalheads are the most picky. They're the most picky. Like, if you do something new, they either, they either are just like, whoa, blown away. But it's got to be, but it's got to vibe with what you did in the past. You know what I mean? Well, here's the thing with, uh, you know, that, that but ill. But does that make sense? Does that make 100%, sense? Yeah. No, and I agree with you. The, the uh, Ilu, whatever the, the, the record is from 2009 that they put out. Was it 2009? Eh, whatever. Doesn't matter. The last record they put out, the I record, because they they're all letters. Um, there was death metal tracks on there. There was more new metal tracks on there, and there was definitely way weird techno awful tracks on there. But, they, I mean, the, the three or four death metal songs they put on there, you know, Nevermore and stuff like that were are they were fine you know so it's like the band didn't just abandon hope they just put out a bad record and i was like all right guys this sucks because it took like so long david rinson's return the build-up was huge and i was okay with morbid angel and then they put out the remix albums of that horrible record it was like three discs and obviously i didn't buy it or nobody else did but that's where i was insulted by morbid angel i mean what the fuck is this you guys right, <laughs> like, right. what the fuck is a remix record of your worst record techno or whatever the fuck you guys did that is where i got pissed and that's why i'm glad steve tucker's trying to sell morbid angel new morbid angels to me he's like no remix records are coming out it's not going to be demanufacture and remanufacture for morbid angel anymore it's going to be death metal and i'm like all right all right so i'm okay with the but the fact that the new guy has to sell that shit that's, that's the thing that's, well the that's new crazy. guy that's what i'm well, saying it's like the new guy has to the come. return right, guy but right. he's still new to us well yeah. you know it's just like when the dukes of hazard like when uh you know Bo and luke left and then who who are these assholes coy and vance you know what i mean like what the fuck it's and actually then, a great and then, oh, it's, and then <laughs> it's quite Bo a and, reference and then Bo and luke came back <laughs> and they were jumping the general leo all time just driving boss hog crazy again. we could say steve tucker is kind of in that he's, he came back yeah you know? steve he, tucker is Bo and Luke. I, I do. I and actually, the other guy is Coy and Vance. And who gives a fuck about Coy and Vance is the point that I'm trying to make. I got you, man. I got you. And d- no more. No death metal. One thing for sure, like as death metal artists, no remix techno albums It ever. doesn't need to happen. Like what? It that, doesn't that's need to happen. Just, dude. just start a new band. Get Skrillex. <laughs> no, start a new fucking band and don't, and don't even and don't, shave the side of your head, David Vincent. Yeah. Do country that it's cool, man. But don't yeah. don't throw a remix album. Who I, I don't even want to blame David yeah. Vincent. Everybody blames David Vincent, but I we don't know who's behind uh, all the the, the bad Morbid well, Angel for the is, last. There you know. is a, there is a, I mean, there, we don't know look. we don't know the real mastermind behind. Let's throw out a. But a the remix obvious album. culprit is David Vincent. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it seems like it. So uh, next story that I found kind of. Uh, kind of interesting is uh baroness and neurosis they're going to team up in a new band called razors in the night and they're gonna at the roadburn festival this year they're going to perform classic punk rock cover songs now for me when metal bands do punk rock songs they seem to be too talented for the instruments yes and it just seems like they're dumbed down so much and it's hard for me to enjoy especially like a band like baroness and neurosis who's got this real like powerful sound to to do like a punk rock thing so it's like it's always a turn off like when slayer did their punk rock covers record i didn't enjoy it you know i i you know first off they changed the lyrics to you know guilty of being white which was just we i just insulted like minor threat to me but the point is uh is that uh it, it didn't have the energy and that's what punk rock is it's not good musicianship from the back in the day it's just energy and that's what 
people listen to it to feel that energy. It's almost right? like, and you're right, and it's and whenever you see somebody who is extremely talented playing something that doesn't require a lot of talent, there's it, it, something missing. There's exactly there's, some, there's like you the, know that it's like bite, all right, dude. yeah, the bite, the feeling, the everything, it's missing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I feel. So it's like I got it really Baroness and Rosas team up in the band. I am extremely happy. Dude. Right. Right. Oof. And then it's punk rock. And it's just it just it was like a balloon popping. I'm like, oh, man. See, I don't like that. And it's like I and then like I, and then again, like when you, you were talking about guilty, guilty of being white or, yeah. you know, like that minor threat. I don't know. There was a different vibe to it. And then when Slayer did it, you know, you were talking. Guilty of being right. They yeah. changed the lyrics. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Dude. Like saying, way dude. to completely like. And again, and course, Undisputed Attitude was not a bad record, but like, and I understand that they were on a major label and all that stuff, but like, if any band can sing the lyrics properly to a, a song, it's probably Slayer. And it's like, whoever made that decision, her, that's bad, dude. Well, that's, and, and, and that's the thing, dude. And that's why they're always embroiled in controversy. <laughs> and it's like, that's why they always say, we're not white supremacists. We don't believe in that shit. But then you put out something like that. What the fuck do you think is going to happen? You know? Um... I don't know if I followed you there at all. No, you're the guilty. Talking about Slayer? Slayer, yeah. Minor Threat song, Guilty of Being White. Yeah. They covered it to Guilty of uh, Being right. right. They took the, the lyric out of White. Right. And you're saying that... I think that's... I think Slayer was kind of saying... That that to me would be perceived to as me a as... a Nazi like, sympathizer? As, yeah, yeah. God damn. <laughs> no. Really? Well, I'm just saying, though. You know, like... Oh, I didn't see it that way. I just saw them as, as guys that sold out to... To, to, to like a, a label saying, hey, if you want to do this song, you got to change the lyric. And they said, okay. Oh, uh, see, to me, I look at it as like. And this they, is why Marduk shows gets canceled because of you. No, <laughs> right? no I'm just like, saying, all I'm saying is. The always, leap. Dude, when you go to the Slayer show, and we've all been to many Slayer shows, and I'm not there saying. Is a, uh, there is a there huge is a, contingency uh, Nazi of fucking. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Red suspenders and I fucking know, idiots. I you know, know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, and then when you sit there and, may, and then you change the word from white to right to me, mm-hmm. that sounds like they're saying white people are right. So just fucking fall in line. That's what it sounds like to me anyway. Now I know the minor threat song. I got to tell you, man, I got to tell you that, uh, like I said, I, I, I let you double down on your explanation. I don't think anybody got it. You're a moron. You're <laughs> right. retarded. You're a- <laughs> and now let's go to exactly. not a moron. All right. Okay. Guys, big deal. Bolt Thriller, Memoriam is the new album, new band. Uh, the new album is called For the Fallen. Carl Willits, let's hear what he's got to say about this. Metal Sucks Podcast here. It is me, Pete, Brandon. We are talking to Carl from Memoriam, ex-Bolt Thrower, of course. How are you doing today, Carl? I'm very good. I'm very good indeed, and it's a pleasure to be here speaking with you guys at uh, Metal Sucks Podcast. Awesome, man. So uh, just kick on the new record you guys have, The Memoriam. The debut album is called For the Fallen. It comes out Friday, March 24th. Uh, the first song that you guys, uh, the first uh, song you wrote lyrics for The Memoriam record was a tribute for late uh, Baltimore drummer Martin Kearns. Uh, how long did it, you, you take to write those lyrics? Yeah, that's, um, that's a fact. Yeah, the first track on the, uh, on the album for The Fallen is entitled memoriam and uh that was it was probably one of the second or third songs we ever wrote um in the early part of uh last year um 2016 it was at a point where we were actually searching for a a name for the band we were quite struggling at that point to try, try and come up with something that we liked the sound of that fitted what we were trying to do and um you know, 
Scott came up with this riff. Um, it was quite a short riff that kind of worked really well as just an intro to the uh, uh, to what we were doing. So we kind of like formulated that as just a short intro song to really just kind of lay down a statement of intent, if you know what I mean, just to kind of really kind of lay the foundations of what we were doing. And it's very short. It's very punchy. And the lyrics came quite, quite, um, quite easily. Really, they kind of grew organically from me hearing the the music. It's quite a sorrowful, mournful kind of um, sound to the fit and feel to the song itself. And the the lyrics flew from a verse that I I, I saw um, somewhere in a on a, a on the internet. I think it was a, 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 an ode to someone in mourning, and I adapted it and changed it around a bit to to make it fit to how I feel. But yeah, that song in particular is a direct tribute to to Martin uh, to Martin Giddy Kearns. It kind of really encapsulates um, all I, I feel about the situation and how we feel about him. Um, but yeah, but and. In a more general term as well, it's, it's an ode to, to mourning in general as well. I think everyone can relate to uh, losing someone that they know and, and loving in, in life and someone that's special to them. And and it's, um, you know, this thing, for me, that song is uh, directly related to Martin, um, which is, you know, why the band, in a way, got together in the first place following his uh, the loss of him in September 2015. So the, the whole of the album for The Fallen, in a way, is a tribute to... Uh, to the memory of, of Martin Giddy Kearns, um, because without his passing, he is almost the catalyst as to why we got together as a band in the first place to uh, to, to do what we're doing right now. And as I say, from from those lyrics, out popped the uh, the, the, the term memoriam, and, and out of that, the band was named. And that's when we started to really gather pace and uh, forward motion in uh, in achieving what we've, we've achieved today. That was actually my next question. I was like, pretty much has led to the name of the band. And when you joined Bolt Thrower, the band was already established. But Memoriam, this is the first band you started from scratch. Now, how has the experience been so far? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I've never, you know, in my life, I've never been been in this situation before. I think life is always measured by experiences that you have. And from my vast experiences in my long life on this planet i am 50 years old this this year and been involved in the music industry for 30 years and i've always felt that the most exciting times are the first times when you do something you know the first time you go to the rehearsal room and and rehearse with the band the first time you release an album the first time you hear your music on the radio the first time you go and do a gig in your local pub or further afield, the first time you do a tour in America or, or Europe. These are always the things that seem to tend to um, stick in your memory and be the special moments uh, in your life. And, yeah, you're right. So I, I joined um, Bolt Throw and they were kind of a few steps up the rung. They were fairly getting a following they're about to release the first album so they've been through the processes of doing gigs for a couple of years and and releasing demos in fact i used to drive for them i was the band's driver at that stage of their development so i kind of grew with them Uh, but i'd never been directly involved in the process of starting a band from scratch 
um, in its very you know, inaugural creation of, of the band and, and getting in and doing demos and being involved with, with everything from the very, very start point. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's really, uh, again, for me, it's, it's a first. It's a really exciting experience to go through um, at this point in my life as well, you know, because having first experiences when you get to be older, it becomes rarer and, and more hard to chase in a way. So, yeah, it's a brand new experience for me and um, I'm really relishing the experience. It's been a fantastic life affirming um 12, 18 months of the band being together. And um, yeah, it was still still early days. It's still really early days for us. And we've achieved a hell of a lot in that short space of time. It almost feels like I've, we've achieved more in, say, the last 18 months with Memoriam than I probably did in the last, you know, 20, 30 years when I was in my former band. So, uh, so it's a great experience. And, and it's been a lot of it's just been down to the support that we've, we've received from um, from people right across the board, you know, from from the fans and followers to the press to the record label. You know, it's, we've just had, you know, 100% support in what we're doing. And um, it's been it's been fantastic. We're having a great time. And that's really the bottom line of what it's all about. It's just really a, a joyous experience. And really, that's, that's all we want to do is that the whole idea of doing a band in the first place was just to have some fun and to try and recreate the feeling of how it was back in the day when we first started out and try and recreate that joy and feeling that was, to a certain extent, had been lost. Um, and I think we've achieved that tenfold in, in the short space of time that we've been together. So, yeah, we, we're, doing, we're doing well and we're having a great time. And uh, you, you touched on, uh, you know, approaching 50. And as we all know, metal is, you know, kind of it's, it's seen as as a young man's game and it's really not and the songs that you are writing now i mean and obviously you know you were talking about life experiences and stuff when you write these songs isn't it amazing how many you know guys in there that are 18 19 who probably haven't even experienced those experiences can even relate to that music absolutely i think it goes right across the generations that's the that's the glorious of this genre that we're involved with it's it goes it cuts right across gender it cuts right across race um geographical borders there are none it's it's almost like um you know we are the united nations of metal here and um you know there's so many elements and aspects of of metal and different types of metal there's room for everything you know you may not like certain types of uh, of, of different genres or, or niches within the scene but there's room for everything you know and i think as you get older, you generally generally get to appreciate change for me you know being involved in it for 30 years i've seen quite a lot of change over over the years some of which you know i haven't really liked um but I think as I've got older, I've, I've learned to understand and accept that um, with each generation that comes along, that they need to, they have to create their own identity and their own style by changing the things that have gone before them. They need to create their own sense of identity in what they're doing and, and create something that means something to them. And that's why things change. And that's what keeps it healthy and that's what keeps it alive. And I think that that the essence of what we've been doing for 20, 30 years, whatever you want to say, um, 
is within that. So I think people draw on the references from the past to make sense of what doing now in the future to move forward, you know, and, and the present. So, so I think that uh, it's it's got a universal level to, to the music that we recreate has, and it, it draws uh, on the past, as I say, and it's very much in the present. The music we create and the lyrics I write are, I'd like to think, very relevant to the world that we live in right now. And I think people can generally relate to that. You know, they, they can relate to to what we're what we're singing about because it's the world that they live in as well. A hundred percent. A lot of our our fan base are people that have kind of grown up with us as well. You know, when we go when we do shows, there's a really wide range of of people. There's people you know our age. There's people there with their kids and with their grandkids. <laughs> you know, it's like right. almost a family affair at some some of the shows. You know, it's it's fantastic to see that that heritage and tradition is being passed on to each generation and with that they are making their own mark and their own their own kind of identity and their own training their own style through it as well and that's why it has lasted so well and will always last well throughout the ages see what i did there yes so uh on the the, the songs i've heard from the memorial I, ha- I haven't heard the entire record but they the songs that you guys have released they, it has a very old school kind of death metal sound to it just uh Indeed. just what I, we were fan you know me as a fan is hoping for but uh was mm-hmm. that uh what you kind of envisioned when you just started to s- start the project you and scott absolutely yeah um we have a bit of a joke about it because me and um, Whale and Frank are all in the uh, the mid part of our lives. We're all pushing the fifty area, so we have a bit of a joke saying that we are we are attempting to put the old back into old school death metal, and I think we quite well, really. Yeah, we 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 are drawing on what we know and we love the best um and we're making no no bones about that we're uh, and, and and that's what we're trying to achieve we're trying to try to achieve that old school death metal sound you know us old boys are um we're very much influenced by the music of the you know the metal scene and the, the punk hardcore crust grindcore anarcho scene here in the uk of the late 80s by that i mean bands like discharge um, ebix antisect um, max grinder of course sacrilege uh, there amongst the uh, our favorite bands so those are of influence and we are kind of using a lot of those elements in our music but scott comes in with a different approach he was um you know maybe a generation behind us so he's got a more of a maybe a technical side playing it's different from us which adds a whole different element um to the music we create so yeah there's a large element of old school death metal in there but you are in for a surprise young man (laughs) (laughs) there are some there are some twists and there are some turns within the new album which people um will be surprised with i think uh i'm pleased is there clean singing carl um is it what is there clean singing yeah i'm I'm singing very, you know, kind of on breath. <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> I'm kidding. The, 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 vocal, the vocal style will always be me. That's it. It is what it is. And I've been noted by a few of the reviews that it is um, different from um, what I've done in the past. And that's, that's I'm glad people notice that because I've tried to do that. I've tried to do a carbon copy of 
of uh, we didn't want to be a, a bolty diction or a, or a benny thrower you know i mean we wanted to create our own identity with memoria i mean it'd be very very easy to go down that line and just churn out a load of songs that sound exactly like benediction and bolt thrower and that was something we were really really aware of trying not to do uh, we of course are very proud of our musical heritage and of course it contains uh, riffs and sound songs and, and, and sounds that are very similar to people, you know, and that's what people will hold close and people will understand and will draw people in. But in the same time, there's a lot of different elements in the new, on the new album uh, that we wouldn't have even contemplated doing with the other bands that we do. Um, you know, the fact that we're a four-piece uh, adds different dynamics to what we're doing. Um, Scott's style of playing is very, very different. Um, is Frank's songwriting as well. So there's lots of different elements into to that. We've also added a few, you know, technological kind of advances. We've used samples in this new album, which is something we probably wouldn't have done in the past. And um, it adds to a whole different... Um, there's lots of little different tones and textures and, and tastes to the album. There's a few songs that, as you said, are predominantly old school death metal there's a few slow sounding songs and there's a there's a, a couple of songs in there one song the very last song on the album called last words is like an epic mournful song it's my favorite song on the album to be perfectly honest um and um very proud of that song but again I, i'll say that as well there's another few there's a couple of songs on there i've got more of a kind of um a punkier edge is a song called corrupted system which has got more of a hardcore uh, punk kind of feel to, to that song as well so we've we've got like an open blank canvas with uh, with memoriam which is absolute joy to work with uh, we're not stuck to any specific set formulas which may have applied to other bands that we were with in the, in the past and you know that worked for them and we, and that what's what stuck with them and that's probably why they never never really got to release anything further after 2005 because I think the formula was done, tried, tested, and we kind of ran, ran out of steam with it. But with this new project, this new band that I'm doing, Memoriam, there's no there's no rules. We're trying lots of different things, and we're just having a great time. You know, as I said previously, the bottom line was for us to get in the studio, have a laugh with some mates. And to be perfectly honest, everything on top of that has just been a bit of a bonus, really. It just happens to be quite nice that people are actually paying attention and, and enjoying what we're doing because we do. And that's right. all that matters. Hey, that's really. all that matters, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that's all that matters. And that's really what it should, should apply to anyone in a band, really. You know, that's, that's really all making music. That's the bottom line. As long as you enjoy doing, no matter what level it is, you know, that's great. And that's the way it should be. And uh, you just got done saying how you didn't want Memoriam to sound like Bolt or Benny, but when you guys are on tour, are you guys going to be playing any Bolt Thrower or Benediction songs? Well, you say that, and um, to be perfectly honest, we have been. Uh, we did a, a handful of um, European festival shows last year, and... I think at that point we probably only had about six songs. So we were a few short, sh- few few songs short of a full set. <laughs> oh, yeah. So uh, we thought, well, what are we going to do? And um, the actual original idea of forming Memoriam in the very, very first place um, 
us to be a covers band. We, we wanted to just get in the studio and play some songs of bands that influenced us back in the day. You know, I mentioned the bands we were on about there, you know, all the old punk bands, and, and just have a laugh. Um, but it's when Scott got involved with his, his you know, his PC ram full of million dollar riffs and came along and ru- ruined the ho- ruined the concept for us completely and 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 threw us some riffs yeah oh were, we gotta work di- yeah exactly <laughs> yeah oh god he's got some riffs we gotta do an album now <laughs> and um yeah and that's it just changed everything but yeah as you say um we we retaining that original concept to a certain extent and i think in a respect to the people that come and see us, because I think people would, would want to hear, you know, some Bolt Thrower songs or some Benediction songs. I, so in, 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 in tribute to that, yeah, yeah exactly. And, yeah. and it's our interpretation, and yeah, they, they do sound differently. But yeah, we are, we are, and our live set it does contain at this point. Uh, it may not continue forever, but at this point, we do a sacrilege version. There's a song they they do called "The Captive." And we do, um, we stumble our way through a cover version of that, which is quite good fun. Um, <laughs> and we do a couple of bolt thrower songs. Um, we, uh, the staple songs that we do at the moment are a song called Spearhead. Nice. We do that one because Andrew Whale, the drummer, wrote that drum intro to that track, and it hasn't been performed by that band since me and well left in 1995 originally so we do that as a bit of a tribute to the past and we throw that we fire that into a song called powder burns because um there's two reasons why we do powder burns one it's because it's frank's favorite bolt thrower song um and he gets his way usually <laughs> uh, the bass player and, uh, gets his way Come yeah on. what is this what kind of alternate <laughs> world are we living in yeah but you've never met frank that's you? true that's true <laughs> yeah, very forceful character um and um and also it's got my one of my favorite lines out of uh out of any of the popular songs which is psychological technique invincible no pain don't know why that just happens to be my favorite one of my favorite lines that's why we do those we have done um Inside the wire as well. We had a, we did that um, Eindhoven metal meet just before Christmas because Dave Ingram, who was the guy that performed that on Onovella Pride, he um, he was there. We with he was there doing a gig with Hail the Bullets, who have unfortunately now split. Yeah, we just got that news yesterday. Well. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Very sad to hear that. Um, but yeah, he was there the following the day. For he's a great friend of mine. Uh, the whole band is is a great bloke, and he came on stage and we. Uh, we did a bit of a, a carpenter's duet to um, to Inside the Wire, which was fantastic. It was an, an amazing one-off experience, and, and uh, the crowd loved it. We enjoyed it, and and it was a real um, real pleasure to be able to do that. Um, so yes, in answer to your question, yes, we do a couple. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the final ball thrower record you guys did was in 2005, but it was a masterpiece for the genre. When you guys were like, "All right, this is we nailed." it now did that put any pressure on you putting out a record with memoriam like was that pressure from that yeah, success getting... of the last record uh did yeah, you tie it into yeah. this one absolutely well yeah there's always going to be a bit of pressure there isn't there really because um we have a a precedence i suppose haven't we because we've we've with me with that band and with um with frank with bendix and there, there is a certain standard of uh, of music which people 
um, expect to us to to release. So uh, yeah, we were we were aware of that, and we did work quite hard in, in the studio to achieve what we the sound we wanted to get. Um, so we spent took about two weeks recording, and then we spent about four weeks mixing it and mixing it and remixing it and mixing it by and by about mix number 20 we were kind of getting there and quite happy with with the way of sounding it with without trying to overproduce it that was the thing we were trying to maintain this kind of raw sound um you know which i think is is prevalent throughout what we do done now and in the past and try and retain certain elements of that and uh, yeah so it took a lot of time and we were aware of of, um, of expectations of people um, that burden was upon our shoulders but um, it was a challenge and uh, we, uh, we're old enough and ugly enough to to deal with that and um, I think what we've put out and judging by the uh, the response it's received to date um, I think we have managed to achieve a certain amount of success with that indeed and um, yes, yeah. Now, <laughs> now you have stated that there will be no more bolt thrower tours or records in the past, and in no way are we trying to disrespect the memory of Martin. But tell us how this decision was finalized between the band. Uh, it has nothing to do with me. I think that's the question oh. you have to ask the rest. Yeah, I think that's the question you have to ask the rest of them. Really. Okay. Um, you know, I, I pretty much had of mind that I, I I wanted to carry on doing something, you know, whether that was going to be bolt or, or or something else. But but I had in my in after a couple of couple of months of, of coming to terms with the situation, uh, you know, I got to a point really where I was thinking, well, you know, I can't I just can't sit here just doing nothing, waiting for things to happen. It's it's a situation which is you know, it's quite a dark place to be in, really. It's because it feels that all because my identity, in a way, is formulated through being involved in bands and making music and, and, and doing stuff and being active. So, you know, I was kind of pretty much faced with the choice of sitting around on my backside waiting for uh, my former band to make some decisions and, and decide what they were going to do, or get up off my backside, do something about it, pull myself out of a pit of self-misery and despair and, and create something fresh and oh, new with some some it. real close friends of mine that I've always wanted to work with. Um, you know, I think being in a band for a certain amount of time is there, you know, you know, you do grow apart and, and, and things change and, and yeah, we both, there was never really a social aspect. We used to get together before we went on tour, we used to go on tour and that was it. Um, you know, there was no real kind of like close knit friendship involved. Um, but with what we do with, with Memoriam is, is these are all my old friends, you know, they're well, my best mate, Frank, I've known for 30 years, you know, Scott's a top lad and, and we just, we're just some mates, having fun, having a good time and enjoying what we're doing and um, having a great amount of pleasure in, in what we're doing. And and, uh, and that's what drives us right now. Um, and that's why, I think that's why, in a way, we're, we're doing quite well because I think people understand that. Yeah. People understand yeah. where we're coming from. And yeah, that. makes and a lot of sense. They, they buy into that kind of like, yeah, absolutely. I think people people understand that and and appreciate that as well. And and through that, they're, they're, that's that's why they're supporting us because you know, as I said previously, a lot of people have grown up listening to what we're doing, and we are 
in a way, extending that opportunity to enjoy and uh, engage with people by doing memoriam right. rather than sitting around feeling sorry for ourselves and doing nothing. Yeah, and you were you were talking about. Um you know, especially like you know, you joined both for both for you know a while a while back, and then but you know as as everyone ages, that's when they end up becoming themselves, and that's when you end up be, yeah. you know, and then you end up meeting other people that are going to be themselves, and that's the way they're going to be pretty much forever. Like when you when you're in your twenties and thirties and stuff, you're still trying to figure stuff out. But like you know, when you meet when you meet somebody like after a certain age, oh, that, that's you, and then now all of a sudden you're that's meeting it. someone else that's that's them, and then if you can vibe, then you can make it happen. And that's memoriam, right? Absolutely. I mean, that, that that is it. You know, you once you get to a certain point in your life, you are fully rounded. You are f- a fully formed individual. As you said, as, you, as you're going through your formative years, you're taking on experiences. You're mold, it's molding you. You 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 are you are some of a product of the experiences that you encounter in your life, and that's what makes you you are. And and once you get to a certain point. I think you become more of a fully rounded individual, uh, fully more experienced. And for me as well, that is directly what lyrically I'm drawing on right now uh, in the lyric writing process. I, I've got to the point where um, you know, I'm using the, the things that are around me, the things that I've experienced in life or I'm experiencing um, as direct reference to the lyrics I'm writing. I think maybe in the past – a lot of the themes were um, obviously about war. Yay. <laughs> Always have been, and they, still, they still will be. They still retain that large element of that. But there was a lot of, sort of subcontext, and it was like kind of hidden within the meaning of, of some of the words. But I've got, I've got to that point in my life now where I'm more, say, overt in my, um, in my kind of like procrastination, my, 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 my declaration of what we're saying i'm not afraid to hide or cage my words behind any subtext i'm quite prepared to, to stand on a soapbox right. <laughs> say what i say what i mean about the world we live in and and talk about things directly that i feel that are affecting me and uh, influence the world that's going on so yeah i think that just comes from from being a bit older and and, and uh, um I just say, you, life changes. You know, you, you have different responsibilities as you get older. You know, I've, I've got kids now, which and that changes you a hell of a lot. I think you, you look at the world in a in a very different way when you've got children. Um, it does totally change your your perspective on life. And yeah, I draw a lot of those references into the lyrics that I'm writing now. And, and possibly, I feel that I'm writing um, the best lyrics that I've written in my life. I'd go as far as saying that. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. So, <laughs> so with uh, last question we're going to throw at you, Carl, is uh, death metal has been a ripe genre the past few years. Uh, do you still keep pay attention? Like what younger bands do you feel encompass like the genre the best these days? Or do you think the older bands are still kind of yes. running the fort? Yeah, well, okay. I, as I say, it's very, very healthy. I think there's room for everyone. There still is the good old boys doing their thing and churning out some great stuff. You know, Bitchery, all those kind of guys. Um, you know, I'm still good friends with, with uh, Chris Reifert and the guys from Autopsy. And it's great to see all the old boys doing what they're doing and keeping it going on. But as you say, there is a lot of great new music out there that's emerging. If you'd have probably asked me this question maybe five or ten years ago, 
I probably wouldn't have been able to, to answer it because I was pretty much out of touch and just sucked into the world that I was um, living and it was just about bolt thrower and nothing else. But with the impact of social media, of which I am fairly active on Twitter, um, it's kind of broadened my horizons quite considerably. And I'm listening to a quite a, wide, wide, a real wide 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 range of different uh, new bands that are out there i think a couple of american bands that i think that are great are um this band called gate creeper i think they're doing fantastic um a band called power trip they're doing some fantastic stuff as well power Trip's ghoul great, yeah. I, lo- I love i love ghoul i think they're doing some brilliant stuff nice, yeah. but just to name a few uh Nuthbrush, i'm a big fan of Nuthbrush from uh, over in uh, california over that way um so yeah there's a lot of exciting things happening and, and as i say there's so many different um Subgenre genres within the overriding the extreme metal um, tag. That uh, there's a lot of exciting things happening um, out there. But yeah, you know, when it when it when it boils down to it, I'm a bit of an old school boy. You know, I am a bit stuck in the 80s, and and really, the only things I do really listen to are the old old stuff, really um, majority. But it's good to hear new stuff out there. There's a good little ripe scene in the UK as well. Some great. Um, Great bands um, from the UK that are coming out as well. Bank comes off the top of my head is a band called Uncoffined. They seem to be doing some great stuff like um, live burial. There's, there's lots, lots of really exciting things happening across the globe, and and it's great to see. It's great to see. It's quite invigorating and quite exciting to see all these new bands coming along, and you know a lot of them, you know, pay reverence to, uh, you know. To bolt throw and the bands that that, you know, that are, we've been involved with uh, by Benediction, and that's nice to see that they they kind of like they um they acknowledge where the roots of what they're doing uh, comes from and appreciate uh, what's gone on before them um, to create something new. What they're doing, so uh, it is healthy, it is good, and long may it last. Excellent. Excellent, yeah. Well, Carl, thank you so much for calling in, man. We really appreciate it. Once again, uh, Memoriam, the new album for The Fallen, comes out Friday, March 24th. Uh, we can't wait buy to hear it. the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> We've heard a couple no, of just, clips off it. We really like it. Just, just download it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazon it, man. Come on, it's, yeah. It's, it's only 11 bucks right now. That's come on, it. Get come out on, there. yeah. Dig deep yeah. in your pockets, you cheap people. sons of well, bitches. Well, yeah, buy it, so then we can, we can tap into Nuclear Bus to get some new, some store support and maybe get our asses over to America sometime next year. That's what there we want to do. That's, That's what, what we're what trying we to do. Come you on, come dude. out here with Power Trip. We'll get you out here. We'll get a great tour. All right, that'd be fantastic. I'd, lo- I'd love it. I'd love it. It'd be fantastic. I've had some great times in America, and um, it'd be fantastic to, to, for us to get back over there and do some plays, some shows uh, with Memoriam. I, I'd look forward to that immensely. All right, Excellent. well, uh, Carl Willits, thank you so much, man. We really appreciate it. Great speaking to you guys. All the best.
NFL Sucks Podcast. excellent man yeah it's such a what nice a cool guy. guy man yeah you never like i don't know what it is but like whenever um i always think when i'm talking to like people above like our age bracket i'm always like sir and that's how i am and but like when you get like just that cool vibe right away oh it's the best anyway so the songs that we, you guys just heard just before i uh you know whatever before we wrap up before we wrap this up memoriam the first song was surrounded by death again record comes out friday uh the second song memoriam Reduced to zero. We gave you guys two out of the eight songs on that record. Um, if you dig it, and that's that is some old school death metal, you know, straight up and down. So if you dig it. 
definitely pick up that record coming out the 24th here. Um, but that does it for us here at the Metal Sucks Podcast. Why would you do it like that? Because I'm guilty of oh being right. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, that's pretty much it for the Metal Sucks Podcast. I'm Brandon Hahn. I'm Petra Spice, guys. See you guys next week. Bye-bye. The Metal Sucks Podcast is signing off. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network.